Today, I'm talking about why SMART goals suck. I know this is probably going to make some people angry, maybe your boss or your HR department or your high school career prep teacher. SMART goals are all the rage, aren't they? I mean, it's the only way to set goals, isn't it? Again, according to your HR department or your high school career prep teacher. The truth is, unfortunately, they just don't work. They're keeping you safe, which is keeping you stuck. They're keeping you playing small, underachieving in your life in every aspect. They're leaving you frustrated, unhappy, and confused about why the heck you can't achieve your goals. And it's not your fault. The model is broken and it doesn't work. I know you and you are a brilliant, driven, ambitious woman. So here's my promise to you. If you stop focusing on SMART goals, you will learn what it actually takes to achieve your goals and your dreams. Now, I can't guarantee that your boss isn't going to try and get your team to set SMART goals yet again this year, but I can promise you this. What you're doing right now isn't working. So listen up to learn why and what to do instead. Welcome to the Golden Girls Podcast, where we believe you can have it all. I'm your host, Lisa Michaud, and I'm spilling tangible tips, goal-getting strategies, and real-life stories to inspire you to tackle your biggest dreams. You're a woman who knows you're made for more. Get ready to leave the excuses and self-doubt behind by being vulnerable, sharing your truth, and having honest conversations so you can succeed on your terms. Together, we'll set goals you'll actually achieve by staying motivated, having fun, and building a community of women empowering women. It's time to tap into your best self, get confident, and truly have it all. Golden Girl, let's dive in. If you are someone who has never heard of what the heck a SMART goal is, consider yourself lucky. And for those that need a refresh, here it is. SMART goals is a theory of goals that says all of them need these five things. Here is what SMART stands for. Specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. But let's be honest now. If these goals worked, if this model was just this simple, we would all be millionaires with six-pack abs, living on a beach in Mexico, married to Matthew McConaughey. Am I right? Okay? So unless that is your life, then you know that SMART goals aren't enough. So I'm going to share examples and stories of success, people that did the exact opposite of what a SMART goal tells you to do. So let's dive in. This is why SMART goals suck. And we're going to break it down letter by letter because I'm ready to crucify all things SMART goals. So first of all, let's talk about this specific thing. Holy moly. Can I please ask you, are you someone who has ever set a goal and laid out all the milestones and had everything happen in the exact order that you thought it would at the right time? If that is you, please send me a message because you are the only one. Okay, the truth is, is that life changes, circumstances change. What it's going to take for you to achieve your goal at some point is going to need to adapt. And trying to overly control and be specific about every single detail is actually wasting your time. And it's leaving you frustrated and overwhelmed and wondering, but you don't know, it makes you feel like if you don't know exactly how, you can't achieve it. And that's just not the truth. Sometimes you just have to get started and then you'll know what the next step will be. Life is going to happen, okay? You are going to get sick. Technology is going to change. Timelines are going to change. Things might happen faster than you anticipated. You get connected with the right person and all of a sudden things are moving along or you have a new opportunity or maybe the wrong thing happens and something slows you down. 
here's the thing. Focusing on having a super specific goal is like trying to control a future that we just simply can't. Let me give you an example. Sir James Dyson, he had a goal to create a vacuum that didn't lose suction. Now, did Sir James Dyson know exactly how it was going to work or all the steps it would take or even the specific goal? Like, did he know what kind of a vacuum it would be or what technology he would use? Let me tell you, for those of you guys that aren't familiar with the story, the answer is unequivocally no, okay? It took him 5,000 126 failures and attempts to get it right. That's right, over 5,000 times. Even once he got the technology right, it took him several years for someone to even agree to distribute his product and for it to be somewhat successful. And then, as you guys may have guessed, further down the line, he ended up starting his own company, hence the name Dyson, and hence that's why I have a Dyson in my house because it's amazing. He got the first idea for this better vacuum in his early 30s and it wasn't until he was 46 years old that he started his own company to market the product. Today, I love my Dyson and he is worth billions of dollars because he kept going. He did not have a smart goal, okay? He did not know the specifics. He didn't know what his design was going to look like. He didn't know if he would sell it himself or what country he'd start in or when he would be done or would it start his own company and if he did, like what would the name be? None of these things. He just kept going. So don't get stuck on specifics of what or how or when. Oh my gosh, I know so many people that have a goal or a dream and they're like, yeah, but I don't know how. You won't know until you get started. And Even if you think you know, you probably don't because things will change. So here's what I want you to focus on instead with your goal. Instead of focusing on the specific of exactly what the outcome might look like or how or what or when, focus on this. Focus on how you want to feel. Focus on what the intention is of your goal. Like what impact will that have on your life in terms of what your emotion and what your feelings are and what your experience is? That is what you need to hold on to. Everything else can change around it, but how you want to feel is what you should be going for and what your goal can be focused on. Be specific about the feeling. Do not be specific about the how, what, when, where, and all that stuff that really just ends up tripping us up. All right, let's talk about being measurable. I know this is going to trigger some of you guys because you love numbers. And I I mean, I have an accounting and finance background. That's my undergrad, a double major in that. And I personally love spreadsheets. But as much as I love those analytical pieces and I've got a big part of my brain for that, guys, not everything in life is measurable. Can we just talk about that for a minute? Sometimes your goal, actually probably a lot of the time, your goal is not going to be directly tied to something that you can measure. When we think about measuring, a lot of the times it's like a certain thing like money or numbers of customers or uh, ratings or weight, things like that. But there's a lot of things outside of those that we can't measure, like impact. I mean, we might be able to impact dollar or measure dollars in terms of how much we're giving to a charity, but there's so much more than that. It's like, well, what is that money creating? How are we actually impacting people? How are we changing people's lives? We can think about that as far as a business too. I mean, revenue, great, but what does it mean? Uh, Have we actually impacted people's lives? Have we made a difference? Have we built a business that's actually going to sustain and be able to employ people and give back to charity and make change for years to come? Or have we just done a one and done, made a lot of money and out we go? There's feelings, there's emotions, there's contribution, there's adventure, there's love, there's passion, there's all of these things that are so much more than just measurable. 
when we try and break down our goals and really then consequently our lives only in things that we can measure, we're missing out on so much of what really makes life rich and beautiful and what makes us happy. I want you to think about mindset instead of measurability. Think about the impact that you're having and what you're actually trying to create. And again, going back to that emotion, think about that as opposed to just a measure and a direct like dollar or number that you can attach to a goal. Now, I'm breaking down this whole measurable thing because I want to give you permission to set a goal around an intention and that's any intention in your life. Like any way you want to feel more of or less of, you can do it. And it doesn't have to be measurable. If you just want to be happier, you can do that, okay? You can set a goal. Think about like what is it going to take to make you feel happier and set a goal around that, okay? You don't need to have like a fancy 10-point happiness survey that you give that you complete every week and everyone in your life completes every week so that you can measure and make sure that, you know, when you started today, you were 7.9 on the happiness scale, but in six weeks, you want to at least be an 8.2 and by 52 weeks in, you want to be at uh, an 8.9. Like, holy crap, we are overcomplicating some things and life is already complicated enough. Like we are already more overwhelmed than we need to be. So take away this whole thing around your goal needing to be measurable and break it down here. Like what do you really want in your life, measurable or not, and know that it is okay to have a goal that is not measurable. All right, now I want to talk about the two beasts that really freaking bug me. Achievable and realistic. Okay, first of all, let's talk achievable. Ah, makes me want to cringe. Like literally, I can't even believe we put the word achievable in there. Because if you think about what's achievable, most of the time you think about the things that you've already done. Because heck, you've already done it, so it's totally achievable. I got to make sure that I don't yell this out too loud so that uh, I don't blast you guys in the ears or my neighbors don't complain here. If you've already done it, therefore it's achievable, It's not a goal because you've already done it. That's the exact opposite of what a goal is supposed to be. A goal is supposed to be something you haven't done, something new, something that helps you break to the next level of where you're meant to be to become a better version of you. It is not meant to be what you've already done. Can I get an amen, please, okay? I just need to get on a soapbox on about this because this whole concept of achievable is based on what your current image of yourself is, which may or may not be accurate and also your future, you can't decide your future based on only where you are today and what you've done, okay? If you want something different in your life, you can't base it on who you are today because you're going to have to change to get something new. You're going to have to become a different person to get something you've never gotten before. Let's talk about this. Let me give you some examples of people that did things that weren't quote achievable or people that had to break the mold of what they'd already done to create something new. Because, hint, hint, you need to think about what's achievable. You don't need to think about what's achievable for you. Whew, almost caught myself there. You need to think about what you want and screw achievable. So let me give you some examples here. Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison was told he was too stupid to learn anything by his teachers. The man, when he died, had over a thousand patents, including the phonograph and the electric lamp. But yeah, he was too stupid to learn anything. If he had set a goal when his teacher had told him that, do you think he would have ever been able to think that having one patent was achievable for him? Heck no. Okay? Not even 
the idea that he could create something so groundbreaking and, and so many wonderful inventions that affect our lives each and every single day. You cannot base your goals based on where you are right now. Okay? You cannot look at the future based on where you are now and assume that you'll never be able to achieve more because you haven't already gotten there. Walt Disney, okay, do we not all love what he's done in the world? Oh my goodness. He was told that he lacked no imagination. He was told he had no good ideas by his former newspaper editor. Can you imagine if he had set goals from that place? You can't set goals from where you are and make decisions from where you are for the life that you want to be living, okay? So you just need to let go of this whole achievable thing and know that in your life, pretty much anything is achievable. In the next five to 10 years, you can be living a radically different life. If you run an online business or you're dreaming about starting one, you know that technology can seriously get in the way. Getting your email software to talk to your website and having that integrate with your landing page, your webinar software, sales pages, checkout cards, digital course memberships, and client profiles, and then having it all tie together for an exceptional customer service experience, well, frankly, I'm pretty exhausted just saying that and it can turn out to be a real disaster. In fact, I know that technology is probably one of the biggest reasons you're not starting or scaling your business to your full potential. I can relate. To be honest, about a year ago, my business was a hot mess. That's why when I found Kajabi, an all-in-one business platform, I knew I had to make the switch. First of all, making the switch saved me over $1,000 a year in my business, which is pretty freaking cool. But even more than that, it's helped me save time. I've been able to create amazing products for my clients and serve my community better than ever before. Best of all, I'm not afraid of technology anymore and it doesn't hold me back from doing what I want to do. Now I can whip up an entire sales funnel in less than an hour and I confidently host my membership community, my mastermind, and my soon-to-be digital course all within Kajabi. My friend, if you are looking to simplify your online business while taking it to the next level, you've got to check out Kajabi. I've partnered with them to offer you an exclusive 28-day free trial that comes with step-by-step tutorials so you can get your business up and running and profitable faster than you can say, I love technology. Go to www.lisamichaud.com forward slash Kajabi. That's lisamichaud.com forward slash K-A-J-A-B-I to get your exclusive 28-day trial. Now, let's talk about realistic, okay? I think so many people sell themselves short. We think about things that we want and we think it'd be really cool to do, but then we don't think that they're realistic, But yet, many of the most incredible things in our lives and the world around us are not realistic. Putting a man on the moon. Having the media company that Oprah created, who grew up in poverty, born to a single mother. She was abused. She was physically and mentally and sexually abused. And she got pregnant and lost her child at 14 years old. And she was even fired. Oprah was fired for being unfit for television. Now, right then, was it a realistic goal for her to say, I want to own a media company. I want to be the... Uh, a billionaire, a female billionaire from having my own television show. No, that wasn't realistic. Her boss would have been like, you're a crazy woman. Like, you're not even supposed to be on TV. And yet she did not set a, quote, realistic or, quote, achievable goal, okay? And for that reason, we now know Oprah as one of the most incredible and successful people and women in the world. So even more so than having these goals uh, achievable and realistic, we think about it in a big picture, but we also think about it from us. Like what is realistic from us? And that comes from what we see everyone around us doing it. 
you know, going to school, maybe you don't think it's realistic or achievable for you to go to school because nobody else you know has done it. Or it's not achievable for you to start a business because you don't know anyone else has done it. Or people like you, people like your friends, like you guys don't write books and you don't know anyone else has done it, so you can't do it. Michelangelo said this, the greatest danger for most of us lies not in setting our aim too high and falling short, but in setting our aim too low and achieving our mark. Sticking to achievable and realistic goals is code for boring. And that is a recipe for life that's like everyone else's. Worst of all, that is a recipe for a life that is not true to who you really are and not true to what you are capable of in your life. It is so much better to aim high and maybe fall a little short and still end up way higher than you would have been had you set your aim oh so low and then ended up stuck there. All right, now let's talk about time. So first of all, you know, some of you guys might already know this about me, but if you don't, you will. I'm not the best at timing, okay? I'm just not. I'm perpetually, fashionably late. It's just me. But the truth is with goals, time doesn't matter, okay? If it is a worthy goal, time bound, which is the last little word here in this stupid acronym called SMART, time doesn't matter. If your goal matters to you, the time will pass by. Time is going to go and what matters, trust me, in five years or 10 years when the time has gone by, you're going to be so glad that you didn't give up in that moment. You're going to be so glad that you persisted because that time is going to go by and you will have at least have landed where you wanted to be. J.K. Rowling is an amazing example of this. You know, the writer of Harry Potter. She was broke. She was depressed. She was a divorced single mom on welfare. You know, it wasn't realistic for her to write best-selling novels or to become a billionaire. Not at all. She had 12 publishers reject her. Now, imagine if her timeline, let's say that she'd set a goal, you know, by, uh, I'm making up dates here, by like, June of 1997, that is when, if I haven't gotten my book published yet, I'm just going to give right up. Well, imagine if that timeline had been between when the 12th and the 13th submission had been to her publisher. If she had just given up, Harry Potter would not exist. 400 million copies of her books have now been sold and loved by people around the world. But they wouldn't have been if she had stuck to a smart goal that was time-bound and that timeline had been right between her 12th rejection And the 13th that said, heck yes, we will publish this and share the world the magic of Harry Potter. So how how can you use time? Because I want to talk about this. Like there is some advantage to having some time around your goals. And the timeline that I love using is 100 days. So how can you use time? Well, it's good to have some timelines so that you can reflect. So you can make sure that you are still working on a goal that you actually care about, that it's something that you do want to achieve. You can use times as a chance to celebrate. Oh my gosh, we do not do that enough. We just go from one accomplishment to the next to the next and never look back and celebrate how far we've come. You can use it as a chance to refresh and renew and reflect and say, okay, what's working? and What isn't? What am I going to change? How am I going to show up differently? What am I going to do? No excuses to make my goal happen. They are a chance. Time and a time-bound goal, you know, 100 days is what I love working with, but you can do whatever works for you. It's just a chance to reflect And if it's still the goal you want, then it's your chance to keep going. Okay, I hope that I have convinced you to never set a SMART goal again. I tried to come up with a cute acronym here for the opposite of what a SMART goal is, but I couldn't do it. And yep, I tried like the online Scrabble word tool thing. Um, So if any of you guys are Scrabble fanatics and come up with a cool acronym for this, let me know. Shoot me a message. I will love you for it. 
So obviously this podcast is all about goals and what I've learned through my success and the study of successful people and my successful clients and students and I'm sharing what actually works. So I'll dive into these little tips here more in future episodes. But really high level, here's what you should have in your goals. Okay, you should have, first of all, a foundational belief that anything is possible. Second, you need a personal connection. You need to want it. You need to feel it. You need to want it and be able to connect to that really, really badly. Okay? You need to have focus on one thing at a time. Start with one goal and then just keep building on that goal. And as you focus on one thing, that is when you're going to see real progress and get real success. What you do need in your goals is you need to pay attention to your mindset. Goals are 80% mindset, 10% strategy, and 10% community. So, so often we focus on strategy like should I try and do this uh, social media strategy or should I get a mentor or should I do my MBA or what, what strategy should I use? And believe me when I say your mindset matters over everything else. One of the other things you need to have in your goals is you need to be ready to change your habits. And I'm going to talk about this more in future episodes for sure. But you need to be ready to create a new habit or maybe even lots to support. You need to, if you don't change what you're doing, you will never get what you want to achieve. I talk about community here and with any goal, you do need to get accountability. It's, you're so much stronger together. So get an accountability partner, be part of a mastermind, work with a coach, a mentor, anything like that that's going to help you stay on track and pump you up and uplift you when you're having tough days because my friend, they're going to come. And the last thing that you need with your goals is you need to be able to review, recharge, refocus, and reset. It's a chance for you to evaluate what's working and what's not. Are you on your, the right track? And it's a chance for you to renew your goals so that they are important to you always. So that is why smart goals suck and what successful people do to set and achieve incredible goals, not the smart way. (laughs) So in the next episode, I'm sharing the five biggest, most common goal setting mistakes that you're making and I know that because I've made them. So I'm also going to talk about how to overcome them because trust me, I've figured out a lot through trial and error over the years. Thank you so much for listening. If you have a friend that needs to hear this, please share it with them. Uh, Also, feel free to share this with your HR department or send it to your career planning teacher. I will take the heat for it. That's okay. I know that I believe in this. You know, I know that once you stop paying attention to, quote, smart goals and instead focus on what you really want and making that happen, regardless of the timelines or how realistic it is or the metric that you're using for it, I know that you're just going to be one more story and one more piece of proof that there is a much better way out there to set and achieving goals. It's a way that's not smart, but instead, I think, and you're going to learn, you'll see that it's pretty freaking brilliant. Thank you so much for listening. If something spoke to you, send me a message by sharing this episode and tagging me on social media. If you know someone who would love to hear this episode, please share it with them too. Because I love surprises, make sure you subscribe to the Golden Girls podcast today. It's the only way to find out about bonus surprise episodes and make sure you don't miss a single beat on your golden journey. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode of the Golden Girls podcast.